Party time, Mom. Welcome to another Monday episode of the Chad Prather Show, Studio 22. We're in the mothership. Uh, we're flying into the nether regions with Kayla and Chris over there at the helm. What nether regions are we going to fly into today, Chris? We're going to talk about... Um, well, we have to talk about what? The I want to talk about story. the elites a little bit. I want to yes. talk about um, the do as we say, not as we do. I want to talk a little bit about Afghanistan, of course. The new things that are going on with coronavirus and uh, well, basically all the shows we did last week. That's, I know. I feel much it. I want to apologize to you because I pull some stories. You send me some stories and I feel like I'm just giving you the same headline over and over and it's, over. It feels that way, but I promise you it's different. OK. Oh, that's, no, it is going to be different. It's just wife. it reminds uh, me of the days that Obama was in the presidency. Well, we're talking about the same topics over and over because yeah. it was, either was like Obamacare and Obama phones and Obama did this. And what is going on? It's OK. Now we have Biden care uh, for, for. Oh, he cares. Long term care for the senile. Uh, Tim Barton said that is at the pub wall builders. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, some cool stuff. You guys have heard me talk over and over again and reference the American story. Tim and of course, we had his dad, David Barton, on few weeks ago we're gonna get into some stuff with tim glad you're here glad to be here thank you thanks for being here you got some cool stuff over there at the pub and of course one of my favorite humans on the planet fresh in from the swamp right a swamp creature right here lisa reynolds thank you for sitting in with us thank you for hanging having out you're gonna hang out all week long all week long it's gonna be part time look how long your legs are on screen i mean my gosh yeah i know things next time i'll wear pants you are the anti uh lisa page made me do it She's four feet tall. I got. I was at the beach this weekend, and I got sunburned on the back of my legs. So I'm in pain today. How did you get sunburned on the back of your I, legs? I like to fly kites, Lisa. Fly. Little known piece of trivia about me, Chris Cruz. I like to fly kites. And so you're standing with your back to the sun? No, I was just, I was just walking around and put sunblock on my, uh, on my uh, legs. That's a move. And so I burned on the back of my... Anyway. Uh, she puts on like stars and stripes back there, like yeah, in, in yeah. tan with them. But it doesn't matter. None of it matters. There's no ailment anymore because now the FDA has granted full approval for the Pfizer COVID 19 vaccines. Now, I've been telling you guys this for the last few weeks. I said, as soon as the FDA approves one of these vaccines, it's Katie Bar the door. Everybody, they're going to require everything. I mean, nonstop. They can't if arrest you, us all. So you flew here yesterday yes. from DC. You didn't have to provide any form of vaccine proof or anything. Correct. I did not. That You think the day is coming? The day is absolutely coming. The day is absolutely coming. Can I just go on record? I was listening to various talk radio this morning, and just something prompted in me. I don't care if you get the vaccine. If, if you're comfortable getting a vaccine, folks, go get the vaccine. I don't want anybody getting COVID saying, you know, laying there on a ventilator and writing on a piece of paper because you can't talk, saying, I listened to the Chad Prather show. And he would have thought less of me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that to happen. Like, if you want to go get the vaccine, go get the vaccine. I mean, overall, I, I don't think we trust any government entity anymore. There's like none of them. I don't, I don't trust the pharmaceutical companies. But, but not only that, like it's every other vaccine that we've had out there has been, it took like 12, 13, 14 right. years, even more longer to cultivate. Now we're doing it in you know, Trump Operation Warp Speed record time and yeah. you think it's just going to be safe? Why? I just had it. I just beat it. I was yeah. fine. I, yeah, and I've, I too have, I think I had it 
like August oh, of last year. I never definitively want to say I had it. Hey, listen, uh, Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, he beat it in four days. He My 87-year-old cancer-surviving mother-in-law who listens sometimes, but I won't go there, but she survived it. Yeah? Yeah, survived it. She's fine. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I get I get that some people get sick and fine, but isn't that like part of nature, too? And then, of course, there was a friend of Hot News Natalie uh, who's on the show a lot. She, she had a friend who passed away last week who was fully vaccinated, um, but apparently had gotten the vaccine while unknowingly positive for COVID. Like, I didn't even realize that was a thing. Are, so you, now, are you allowed? Is, is that something that's allowed? I don't know. This is like an obstacle course right now. It's like a chemistry obstacle course. It's an experiment. It's a big experiment, and then they're all going to make us do it. And then, like, you know, in 10 years, it'll be, you'll see those things. If you have negative <laughs> adverse <laughs> reactions. Mesothelioma. <laughs> yeah. if, if you were in the Navy and exposed to asbestos on a ship, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, my fa- our faces are going to melt off, and it's going to get crazy. Tim, what are your thoughts on that thing? You got, I mean... Forward against it. I'm just against mandates. That's my absolutely. Opinion. Anytime the government's going to tell us what we should or shouldn't do with our own body, I'm against that. Yeah. Uh, as a principle of freedom, I, I actually already had COVID. I know I had COVID. I have the antibodies, and I've tested for that. And now we're looking at doctors telling you if you have the antibodies, actually there could be some dangers surrounding getting the vaccine if you've already had COVID. Yeah. Uh, obviously. Science might not be settled on this, but why shouldn't we allow people to make decisions along the way? This is what doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's my whole thing. And that's where I was getting to with the, with the government agencies and stuff. Like, overall, I think the FDA and its existence, I mean, they've been like, you know, I mean, most doctors would look at them and say, okay, they, I think they make doctors' jobs harder a lot of times. My tinfoil hat's getting tighter and tighter. Oh, like, it's getting I, hardcore. Honestly, it's like, really I'm bad. deworming right now. <laughs> I am straight up on the ivermectin. I'm thinking I, if they're bribing you with all these things out there, they're bribing you with beers and pot and everything that's not supposed to be good for yeah. you. It's this is this is great for us. <laughs> Do you say pot? Yeah, so they, yeah, they were. Are they really? Yeah. Get get vaccinated and, today. We will legalize marijuana tomorrow. They were like giving it away. I think it was in D.C. They were like yeah. giving away. Yeah, here you. It's like you get a joint if you get the vaccine. <laughs> they're giving away hamburgers in New York, joints in D.C. Um, Booze in Philly. It's yeah. crazy. Wow. Uh, here, here before long, they'll be giving you an Afghan refugee. Uh, you can have one of those in your home. It's going to be great, man. And then you're going to be like, um. <laughs> I do think, I do think Why, that we let have. Let me ask you the question, then we got to go to a break. Let me ask you a question. Why don't they mandate hand sanitizer? Like they mandate masks. Okay, but it'd be harder to mandate hand sanitizer. What are you just going to like follow people around every minute and say, have you every 30 seconds, like, Put hand sanitizer in your hand? No, like know. that's like an impossible mandate. They know. can't see it. It's clear. It evaporates. They could have some stuff that turns your hand color or something that shows up under a blue light. I don't, maybe we don't want to do that. Hey, hang tight. Got a lot to get into. We'll be right back. All right. <laughs> Boy, that, that came right back quick. Uh, there was no fade in or anything. I, I, like, I like the way you drive, Kayla. Like, oh, there was a, there was a curb. Uh, hey, with everything going on in the world, let's, let's name them off. All right. So we got an FDA-approved Pfizer thing. Um, we got the a vaccine. We've got uh, Joe Biden, who is either senile, uh, stupid, or... Both. Well, yeah, he has both of those. Both. Uh, it's all of the above, right? I mean, it's just a lot going on. Afghanistan, which is a nightmare. What happened to racism? You remember racism? Oh, it's still there. It's still there, yeah. Is it? I mean, now, you've got the video real quick. Can we just show the video of Nancy's 
11000 to $29,000 a plate fundraising party that she had. Can we show that video real quick? Look at all these white people. Young people in the well, what is this? This is like Napa, right? To tons of white people. She's and giving her speech at the end of the tables. And she wants to talk about her outreach to young people. I want her teeth I, to actually fall out of her mouth like one time, like just fall <laughs> on the floor. Like, back yeah. in. I honestly would like to know her outreach strategy to young people. Like, I wish they would have kept the video going. But if you notice, the only people wearing masks were the, quote, servants, the people serving the food. A.K.A. the Asians. There was all kind. There was, I listen, they were people of color. I'll oh, sorry. The only people I saw sitting down. And what's the difference between... Lisa, what's the difference between an $11,000 plate and a $29,000 plate? Do you get an extra piece of chicken? You know it's all rubber chicken anyway. Like, mass, mass produced food like that. It's Stuff that's good. already been injected with something good. else. Yeah. But they're not socially distanced. I saw this on Twitter, and I sent it to Chris, and I was like, I love to read the comments. And I'm like, well, there's nothing wrong with it. These people are fully vaccinated. They're outdoors. They're blah, 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 blah. But the, the vaccinated people are also spreading it too now, right? Yeah. So that, They were ear to ear, no social distancing. Uh, but we're a racist country anyway, right? We, we, have, we, we have to bring America down because we were founded on racist principles by racists. Our founding fathers were racist. Uh, I love using this book, and I encourage everybody to get this book, The American Story, right? The American Story, it, it, it's, it's a great story narrative of the founding of America, but it also, it works as a good... Uh, resource of a reference book too so you can just thumb right through it get to a point in time and say this is what was actually going on tim you and your dad did a fantastic job thank you on this book i love this book i've recommended it everywhere um i've done various podcast interviews and i've read it so many times i've referenced it so many times that i'll say you know in uh david and tim barton's book the american <laughs> story on page 484 if you'll just look up right and people are like what is going on fantastic book i've encouraged everybody to get it What's going on? Uh, everything from the foundation of America to systemic racism in America today, culturally, to CRTV in the I mean, CRT, <laughs> not CRTV. Uh, see, I want to see if you were paying attention. Not conservative review, which is now the blaze. Uh, not just CRT in schools, but what's going on in America today? Should we be ashamed of ourselves? Well, first of all, let's point out, as, as we're saying, uh, where is the racism today? One of the things that actually, as we go through the book, uh, maybe coincidence, but pretty much every racist policy in American history came from white Democrats. Uh, <laughs> maybe coincidence, right? I, I don't know, but it's just interesting historically. Well, now looking where we are, you have white Democrats still like Bill de Blasio in New York City, who is saying that we're going to have a vaccine passport mandate for all businesses and restaurants. And right now we know the vast majority of people not getting the vaccine mandates are not the white Republicans. It actually are the people of color. The black right. and brown people don't want to get the vaccines. And you have now white leaders who are saying, well, if you don't have a vaccine, you cannot do business in our town anymore. Like, how, how are people not identifying this is a racism still happening? But this is where, when you look at the policies of Democrats, that's where racism comes from. So you saw that video there of Nancy giving her speech, right? If, if that had been Trump at the end of that table. Yeah. Oh, my. Right. This would have been outrageous. It would have been. Uh, they would have, the place, it would have, Twitter would have melted down. Well, it would have fit into the accusations that are out there today that it's the, the white conservatives who are the racists and, and really accusing American general, as you were pointing out, 
we so often hear that America in general was a racist nation. Uh, the 1619 Project, right? When it came out a couple years ago, the 400th anniversary of the first slave ship in Jamestown. And, and we hear that America was largely built on slavery, which of course is just ludicrous on so many levels. Uh, one of the things worth noting, and we'd encourage everybody listening right now, go look it up. In 1619, slavery was not legal in Jamestown. Mm-hmm. Or like th- th- this is a very important detail left out of the 1619 project. The only thing legal in Jamestown at the time, and, and there were two British privateer ships that attacked a Portuguese slave trading ship because the-, the people doing the slave trading were the Dutch, the Portuguese, uh, the Arabs, which was the Muslim nations in North Africa. They're the Spaniards. They're the ones primarily doing the slave trading. Well, there were two British privateer ships. They uh, attacked a a Portuguese ship, and when they defeated the Portuguese ship, they divided the booty, the cargo between the two British ships. One of the British ships took approximately 19 of those slaves that were on the Portuguese ship going for presumably Cuba or Jamaica or somewhere like that. And they said, well, we don't want to carry around these people on our ship. We want to go continue being privateers. What can we do? Jamestown was a local British colony. They said, let's go and load them there. When they went to Jamestown, they tried to sell the slaves. And, and like literally, the people of Jamestown were like, slavery is not legal here. We, we can't buy slaves. Mm. And they said, well, what can we do? And they said, well, we have indentured servitude. They said, well, okay, do you want indentured servants? They're like, well, sure, we'll take indentured servants. Here's the big difference. Indentured servants, at the end of seven years, you were given your freedom and you became a free landowner. You were given a parcel of land, usually about 40 acres. So at the end of seven years, these 19 slaves became free landowners in America. There are people today that are still descendants of those indentured servants that became free landowners in America. The whole narrative is so confused and distorted, but... It goes back to this Marxist underlying principle that in Marxism, you you need to have classes, you need to have sides, and you have the oppressors uh, that are really oppressing different people. And so, right, we know in, in critical theories where Marxism started, and critical theory was largely a, a economic perspective. And in America, that was tried to say in America, you have the the rich capitalists oppressing the poor people. The problem was there was too much fluidity in economics in America mm-hmm. that, that most of us, like even in our own families, I can go back. My grandmother came from a unbelievably poor family. They did not have running water. They didn't have electricity. I mean, just crazy the <laughs> level of poverty. And then in literally a matter of a couple decades, they were able to amass wealth because they were doing things that were actually productive and they graduated high school and they got married and they started families. But, but economics, there's too much fluidity in the market. And so you can't have the oppressors against the oppressed. And so that's where in the 1960s I said, well, let's try, let's try applying more than just critical theory. Let's try critical race theory. And let's say that, that the oppressors aren't just the people with money, that maybe they're the white people, that this ruling class and white people. And this is where you see the unfolding of this Marxist ideology that in Marxism, you need to have people that are bad guys. And what they're doing is literally rewriting the history of America to make bad guys in America with when we saw just in the last two years with people tearing down statues like crazy. And at first the argument was we need to tear down the statues of the racist people. And so you saw Confederate statues largely being targeted. However, they didn't stop there. When they start tearing down statues of George Washington or Thomas Jefferson, and they say, yeah, but they had slaves. Like, if the only thing you know about those guys was they had slaves, you had a terrible history teacher because the reason they had monuments built to them was not because they were slave owners, but then they started defacing things like Abraham Lincoln or Frederick Douglass statues got torn down. Mm-hmm. You listen to those grand statues were torn down. And what we saw was this really wasn't a movement about fighting back against people that had ever been a part of slavery. It really was a movement about destroying the history of America because in Marxism, the only way you can go away from a constitutional republic 
into socialism or Marxism or communism, you have to remove the Constitution. But in order to remove the Constitution, you need to villainize the guys that gave us a Constitution. So the founding fathers are evil. Therefore, the Constitution is evil. The free market's evil. So we're going to get rid of all of this. And this is why these arguments about America being systemically racist have come around. But historically, they're just not true at all. And you got, uh, in fact, if you reference in the book, you talk about, um, go to one of my dog-eared pages here. You've got, um, what's the name? It was Anthony Johnson. Yes. Who was one of the indentured servants. Correct. Who wound up owning an indentured servant. Correct. And then the first slave was because he lost a lawsuit. Yeah. The, the and, he first, was a, and Anthony Johnson was a black man. Right. The first chattel slave owner in America was a black man in 1653. Uh, he had indentured servants. And at the end, indentured servitude generally lasted for seven years. And at the end of that seven years, and they were given their freedom. And, and, and there were people that wanted to come to America that couldn't afford the price of a ticket. And so people would say, hey, I'll pay for you to come to America, but you're going to have to indenture yourself to me for seven years. And, and that'll pay off right the, the cost of the ticket. And then you have your freedom and uh, the, the colony would actually give you land. And so Anthony Johnson began, he was as it's, it's believed, he was one of the original 19 slaves that were arriving in Jamestown in 1619. After mm-hmm. he got his freedom, he became a landowner. He actually began indenturing servants. He became very wealthy, uh, trading and growing crops and selling. And so he began to indenture servants. Well, he indentured a black servant. And the black servant he indentured, at the end of seven years, he actually went to a judge and said, look, this guy was so unproductive. At the end of seven years, I didn't get the money that I paid. <laughs> he didn't earn his freedom. At, no. And so... And actually, the guy who was the indentured servant, he said that Anthony Johnson was a really mean, vindictive guy, and he wanted to find protection. So he went and indentured himself to a white man and said, please, let me work for you because I know you'll be honest, you'll be fair, you'll keep me safe. I'm scared of this guy. Well, Anthony Johnson went to a judge. The judge reviewed the evidence and said, well, you know what? It looks like he didn't really produce as much as he should have. And so you have a white judge making a terrible ruling and decision, and he said, you know what? I'm going to let you have Anthony Johnson... or." Anthony Johnson, brother, I'm going to let you have this indentured servant for the rest of his life. That's how long it would take to to make this uh, money that you loaned be paid off. And so that was the first instance of legal chattel slavery in America was 1653 in Jamestown. And I, I, I think it's worth noting, like when people talk about Jamestown being a bad place, I am totally okay with acknowledging Jamestown had a lot of issues and problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about the starving time in our book, The American Story, that there's a lot of things Jamestown did really poorly. Their relationship with the Indians, really, really bad. But what people are focusing on now are things that aren't even historically accurate about Jamestown. There's plenty to pick on Jamestown about, but at least be honest in what you're saying about them. And right, the first legal chattel slave owner in America was a black man owning another black man. In 1653, it was Anthony Johnson. And you don't hear anybody in the 1619 Project talking about that. No, I never heard that. Never. See, that's why you got to get this book. I know, I'm going to get the book now. It's a solid, solid read right here. And it's a great reference book. I keep this thing with me. I keep one in the truck. Somebody wants to talk smack to me, and I'm like, well, let me show you something. (laughs) I'm telling you, it's right here. Uh, And and you're right. So the CRT, critical race theory, is is just, critical race theory is just, a repackaging of critical theory, right. right? And so you're right. You have to make everybody evil. The history of America is oppressors oppressing the less fortunate, specifically people of color. What about Thomas Jefferson? I mean, Jefferson obviously had to be a racist, right? I mean, he specifically left slaves out of the Declaration of Independence. What's the story there? Yeah, so uh, one of the things that we brought along, um, we have a, so many fun artifacts, and this is a, a actual copy of Jefferson's original draft of the Declaration of Independence. Uh, in 1826, Jefferson dies. 1828, they have compiled his writings. And in his writings, they find the original draft of the Declaration of Independence. 
And so then they do a publication, 1829. So this is an 1829 copy of that 1828 or of the original draft that was then found in 1828 in those writings. And what they did essentially was they did an ink lift of the original copy, uh, which is a very terrible way to do things. But they would take a document, put it on the old document. They put a chemical on the top. And so Mm -hmm. literally lifting ink off of it. And then from that copy, they would make copies. This is one of the original copies made from that copy. And what's significant about this is it's actually four pages, and the title it's uh, a Declaration of the Representatives of the United States of America and General Congress Assembled. And then he goes through, and a, a lot of people today have confused what the Declaration was about, big picture in general, uh, not knowing very much American history, where Jefferson really is writing the most famous breakup letter ever written, mm-hmm. right? Where he says, it's not us, it's all you. He gives 27 reasons. Well, the final draft of the Declaration has 27 grievances. The original draft of the Declaration had many more grievances. And this is where we would encourage everybody, just go back and study history. And you actually can get online and see this in Jefferson's own handwriting. But this is the longest grievance Jefferson had in his original draft of the Declaration. And the longest grievance he had was against the slave trade. Because as he points out, he said, we have made several legislative attempts to end slavery and the king has vetoed every one of those laws. We know documented there were four colonies that actually passed anti-slavery, anti-slave trade laws. In 1773, 1774, the king vetoed all of those. But what's even more impressive, and let me go back to this. Jefferson, when he talks about what the king is doing, he says, and the warfare of the Christian king of Great Britain, and Christian he has in bold and underlined, almost like air quotes, like the Christian king of Great Britain, determined to keep open a market where men should be bought and sold. The men is in full caps locks, capital M, capital E, capital N. The reason this matters, when Jefferson writes a declaration, he said, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. 1619 Project, uh, critical race theory people today say, well, that, that actually was only referring to the white people. That's all Jefferson cared about was the white people getting out from another king. No, no, no. Jefferson identified who men were, and he included the black slaves coming from Africa in the slave trade. He said, these are men. The only other words that were fully capitalized in this original draft of the Declaration was the title, the United States of America. That's it. So Jefferson is actually validating and confirming that, no, no, these are actual men. Today, people have no idea. Jefferson advocated multiple times for laws to end slavery in America. He did that in Virginia. He did that in the U.S. Congress. And he was not successful. And people today say, yeah, but Jefferson didn't even free his own slaves. Correct. But in Virginia, the law at the time said that slaves could be used as collateral if you had debt. Jefferson had more than $2.5 million of debt. So you were not allowed to free slaves if you have any debt because, right, if you free slaves, there's no collateral to pay off the debt. Jefferson never paid off debt in his lifetime. So the laws of Virginia literally legally prevented him from freeing his slaves. But almost everybody that knew Jefferson described him as one of the first abolitionists. In fact, even Frederick Douglass, when he's advocating for the slavery, the 13th Amendment has passed, he acknowledges that Jefferson was the first guy who ever advocated that the black man and white man was equal. Now, I don't think that Jefferson was, but Frederick Douglass is still acknowledging like Jefferson yeah. is the original abolitionist. Today, people just don't hear that. It's because we don't know very much history anymore. I'm never paying off any of my debt either, Lisa. That's the, <laughs> I'm working Chris, to pay off mine. Chris, Chris and Lisa belong to me forever, okay? <laughs> Kayla's a free agent. <laughs> that's for sure, because she'd kill me. Uh, but Chris and Lisa, you're mine, all, all right. right? I'm, I'm here for Fair that. deal. We're Tim. back with Tim in just a minute. Hang tight. So there's so many misconceptions in American history, and I love that you and, and your dad, David Barton, uh, 
you guys did such a, a good job of just putting that narrative right. I like those untold stories of history, the things that people don't realize. I know when we had your dad on talking about the book, um, so many people, we got so many responses of people said, didn't know that, didn't know that, didn't know that. Exactly because of yeah. this revisionist concept of history, you know, we're rewriting everything, right. whitewashing it, if you will. Um, and, you know, we villainized the founding fathers. Right. We've turned them into these evil anti-heroes, right? These guys who built this thing in spite of their own personal human flaws. And, uh, you know, now we have to undo and redo everything that America has built foundationally because it was all built on evil, <laughs> you know. And, and then, you know, you talk about their faith, you talk about their practices and, and all of these things. But that, that's easier to do now, too, because they've already dumbed down our education system right, by yeah. teaching to the test for so many years and, and not putting any history and it, even before crt became like the new fad or the new thing they've been dumbing our kids down that's why christian classical schools where you got to send your kids or homeschool but but they've been dumbing down our education system forever so now when they when they want to introduce a little history and it's somewhat interesting they can say whatever they want yeah you know we homeschooled and to a point we've got i mean i've got a son who's ranked seventh in the nation in mathematics it got to a point where it's like okay <laughs> we, I, don't, I don't know this kid. He looks like my old mailman ping. Uh, but either way, I, um, you know, it was the high cheekbones. But I, I was like, it got to a point. I can't imagine sending our kids to these these institutional brainwashing mm -hmm. um, camps that the public schools have become. And no, I'm not picking on public school teachers, but I'm telling you, the institutions themselves right. have gotten It's evil. not even just public schools. Catholic schools are being like that, too, now. I mean, I, I went when it was time to enroll my kids in kindergarten. They were like, oh, we're going to have iPads and this. And that. I don't my, my kids don't yeah. need iPads in kindergarten like they just yeah. they just don't. And they're dumbing well, them down everywhere. So. Yeah, and the problem is that you have teachers in the Catholic schools or Christian schools and private schools that are being educated in the same universities, institutions yep. where public school teachers are. And so they come out with the same ideology and philosophy. Now, you know, in a Christian school, a private school, they have a little more freedom sometimes of what they can do, but they still have a lot of the bad philosophy coming in. And they're still using a lot of the same textbooks that public school is using. Yeah. So you still have kids at the end of the day who don't know much of the story of American history, who, who don't recognize that America has been the greatest force for good in the history of the world. Mm -hmm. That if you look at America today, the fact that there's been more freedom, more equality, more prosperity, more stability than anywhere else in the world. And yet most kids today can tell you more bad things about America than good things about America, because that's the only perspective they have. One of the things that we, we tell young people is if... If you want to really gain perspective, you need to find a church that's taken a mission trip to a third world nation yep. and just go spend some time in a third world nation for a couple of weeks to gain perspective of what the world looks like. It's one of the things that now you've been talking to military guys about the obviously with what's happening in Afghanistan. It's, it's a, a, a travesty. It's a tragedy. It's a failure of leadership on every level from Joe Biden. But with it being said, all the guys who've been in Afghanistan. They'll tell you about the conditions of Afghanistan. And when, when you've been to a place like that, it makes you appreciate America so much more. But these kids in public school, they've never been anywhere else. They don't know anything but what their teachers are telling them about how bad and evil or racist America is because mm -hmm. they have no perspective of anything else. If we had a little more perspective, we'd recognize that America's not perfect, but it certainly is a dang best place to be in the world of all the options. Yeah. And you, and you can always tell what people are fighting against. That That's usually what you should defend. Right. If they're if they're trying to eradicate capitalism. Uh, listen, I'm the I'm the number one capitalist in the world. Like I, I'm, I'm all for it. Watch Chad.com. That's where all the fun stuff is. <laughs> the uh, it, it, oh, oh, by the way, too. Um, 
chadonblaze.com. We'll now take you to the Chad Prather collection. Is that official? You you got it all I figured out? It. I think it's redirecting. Okay. Uh, should be there, uh, chadonblaze.com. Okay. And we got some fun t-shirt ideas for, for the Blaze. Anyway, I'm a capitalist, and, and I'm an American. I believe in freedom. I believe in liberty. And, you know, what was it? I heard the soundbite that came out the other day uh, of Joe Biden talking about, you know, what does it even mean to be an American? It doesn't mean to be, you know, you can't even define what an American is. And, and Mike, when, when we're starting to promote that type of rhetoric out there, uh, it, I'm telling you, it's then, then it's okay for you to be dominated. You know, most people, whenever you get invaded, you fight back. Mm-hmm. They've created a culture in America now where we don't even, we're raising a generation that doesn't want to fight Right. For America, because they don't believe in America anymore. And that's the beauty of uh, when I when I point out things that, that are mentioned in the book, I'm like, this is this is a nation that that had divine providence right. all over it uh, in its founding. And, and to look at it, you can't explain America unless you use the vocabulary to, of the divine. Right. And, and, and I'll even point out, speaking of divine, I think divine providence is something really fun to study in history. But I would argue, I think we're seeing some divine, divine providence right now in the last couple of years, because had it not been for the COVID shutdown, right? Parents would not have had to homeschool. They right. wouldn't have had to see what was happening in the broken education system. Mm. What we're seeing right now with parents showing up at school board meetings Right, saying we're we're not letting this stuff happen. We would never have seen the level of involvement, the concern and care that is rising. I think, I mean, arguably, historically, you can go back and look at like you had the first great awakening and the second great awakening. What's super interesting about the first and second great awakening was it wasn't a time in America where all of a sudden everybody got on the same page. It actually was times of great controversy surrounding moral issues. The second great awakening, the number one issue being debated was a slavery issue. You, you had abolitionists, right? You had the pro-slavery people. Like th- This was literally in the Second Great Awakening, you had churches splitting over this issue. But what happened is in the First and Second Great Awakening, you had moral clarity being brought to the forefront of the issue, saying, guys, this is what's right. This is what's wrong. And they were bringing standards back of morality and right and wrong. I think right now... We're seeing a new promotion of moral clarity, whether it be that churches are essential, right? Whether it be with masks or COVID mandates or businesses are not going to be closed down again, the power of government, the limited government, the founding fathers intended with the Constitution, separation of powers, 10th Amendment, states' rights. There's a lot of things that I would look even where we are now, and I think divine providence has allowed this disastrous catastrophe of mm-hmm. leadership from the COVID shutdown, the COVID pandemic, even critical race theory, as a Christian, there's a lot of things that I look to the Bible and I think gives great guidance. One of the things that, one of the verses from the Bible is uh, that God can take what was meant for evil and use it for good. And looking at what some of these governors have done with the overreach of power, what Joe Biden has done with these mandates, I think what the left has done, pushing so hard, I think there's some divine providence where God's using it to wake up a lot of people going, hey guys, open them eyes up real quick. And we're seeing Americans being awakened on a level that we haven't seen literally in a hundred plus years. I'm actually encouraged by some of what's going on. It's a great point. I mean, look at our fight to regain our sense of community again, right? you, You shut churches down, you shut... Uh, places of gathering down. You can't go to shows, concerts, all those things. We're built for community, right? I mean, we're we're people who, and and we kind of lost that. 
we kind of disenfranchised ourselves, whether it was the church, you know, people stopped going to church, but then suddenly you can't go to church like they mandate you can't go to church, and everybody's fighting for it. I'm, by God, I'm going to church. But you carry my way, guns, too. <laughs> you're way more optimistic than me because I'm watching this stuff come through the House of Representatives, like the transportation bills up today, right? And they're talking about how highways are systemically racist, and they're, they're putting, I'm not even kidding, there's funding in there. It's so bizarre. And so they're going to legislate all this stuff because they can see that people are waking up. And so to your point, unless Americans like get up and actually want to really start fighting back, we're in a world of trouble, at least for the next, the, the, da- the amount of damage that they can do. Because once, you know, like just like Obamacare, once things are on the books, it's so hard right. to take it yeah. off. Right? Like, I'm scared. I know I sound alarmist well, here, but I am. Well, no, I mean, you have right to be. And, and that's OK, too, because I think it's motivating us to fight. Right. But one of the things I'm, I mean, telling you guys, I can't emphasize this enough. We got to get back to critical and complex thinking, right? Common sense is lost. Critical thinking is lost. Arm yourself. You can't go into this fight without the knowledge, without the wisdom. It's like trying to go fishing in a swimming pool. You're not catching anything. Put stuff in your brain (laughs) that will help you get this book, The American Story. You got to get it. I, there's a lot of more, a lot more stuff we're going to get into. We're going to get uh, Tim and Lisa's perspective on some of the craziness going on around the world. The American story. Get it. Hang tight. We'll be right back. For more information on Tim Barton and on his dad, David Barton, of course, uh, no strangers to the program, friends of the program, friends to Blaze TV, wallbuilders.com. Incredible resources. If you want resources for your kids, want resources uh, for you, I mean, it's incredible material that's out there. And I encourage you to get every single thing that they've put their hands to because it will help equip you in this cultural battle that we're in right now. Um, Lisa, we've been doing this segment uh, called uh, Make Chad Feel Guilty. Oh, God. And Chris has been finding some of the wokest of the woke, which, by the way, my book, Am I Crazy, comes out September 15th, I think. Um, (laughs) I think um, an unapologetic patriot takes on the insanity of today's woke world. Am I Crazy? You can pre-order it where books are available today. Uh, Be one of the first ones to get it. So, okay. Woke me, Chris. Let's see what you got. I just got out of a lecture and my professor said something that really struck me that I feel like should have been super obvious that I just had not like connected the dots on before. And that is the fact that the term American citizen is like a racialized term. It's associated with whiteness, whether we want it to or not, because of the way that white supremacy is so like intricately bound with the foundation of the country that we call America, that when you hear the word American citizen, the first thing that comes to mind is a white person. And what's crazy is I have this super vivid memory when I was only like maybe like five or six years old. My mom was just about to get her citizenship and she was like, yo, yo, I'm going to be an American citizen. And I was like freaking out because I fully thought that my mother was going to turn into a white woman. And obviously she didn't, but it's just crazy to me how at such a young age, I already was conditioned to think that American citizen meant white by default. Can I just call her a liar? But that did not happen. That did happen. <laughs> that did not happen. Things that didn't happen for 200. That did not Alex happen. Alex or whoever the new host is that just got canceled after a day. Uh, did you see that on no, no. Jeopardy? Anyway, I don't know. Cancel culture. What Did you see the abbreviation for white? Y-T? 
You see that? Is it YT? Is it for white or for YouTube? White. Doesn't get banned. They put YT. Doesn't get like. Is that so? Like white is getting banned on TikTok. Is that like crossing out COVID on your like Instagram story so you don't get flagged? The C one nine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. First of all, she's lying. She's right. A hundred percent lying. She did. She did not think that she. Her mom was gonna turn her into a white person. Yeah. Stop. And she goes obviously didn't have no shit. <laughs> <laughs> you can say shit on this show. No, but no. Of course it didn't. Your mother wasn't gonna turn into a white person. <laughs> obviously that didn't happen. These people are going to be leading our country. How scary is this? No, they're not. Did you see the lumps on her forehead? She's not going to be leading anything. She got dropped. I'm telling you, this is a damaged person right here. Uh, These are people who are too woke for their own good. They, they don't even know what they're doing. Woke means you're asleep, ultimately, because common sense has gone out the window, Lisa. None of this. This stuff that comes, like, let's see what we can be outraged by today. This is something we were talking about on the show the other day. Whenever you live in a, in a society that is so pacified and so um, just obese on luxury, like America has been, you have to come up with oppressive things, things that persecute you. That's why we have BLM and Antifa and Occupy Wall Street and all of this nonsense. People have to come up with something to identify themselves by their persecution and their pain. And right now we don't have it. I mean, if, if a kid is sitting around, like I got a bunch of kids, right? A bunch of kids, I'm <laughs> prolific and they're reasonably intelligent. And none of them have ever thought, you know what, dad's going to go to Nigeria because I've done that. You know, I, dad's going to Nigeria on another trip. He's going to be black. <laughs> oh, my God, he's going to come back black. Tim, this is insanity, dude. It is. And, and this is what we see when we are promoting emotions over what is true. Right. Because we're telling kids, well, how do you how does it make you feel? Well, What do you think about that? It doesn't matter yeah. how you feel or what you think. It matters what's true. What's that? Right? Th- what's the thing they say? They're like, it's your truth. Yeah. Like, well, your truth. Is, that was tr- your truth. No, right. Well, my truth. truth, like when when I was five or six, I thought there were monsters under the bed and in the closet. Right. Like that doesn't make it true. <laughs> what are we talking about? Yeah. This is what's idiotic. But we are seeing a culture that we're promoting how someone feels. Like, what does it mean to you? How do you feel? That, that's that's not a reality. But this is why it's a little scary, because when we're making how you feel your own reality instead of saying, no, there's objective reality. Why you say there's no common sense anymore? Yes, because common sense is built on the objective truth of reality. And if you don't believe in objective truth, you will have no common sense. Yeah, if I jump off the building, common sense will tell me that the law of gravity, which doesn't matter how I feel about gravity, will take over. Correct. My common sense tells me that I will fall and I will get hurt. But, but But, but But see, again, it doesn't matter anymore. Well, that's how you tear down the country, too. If you can't have anybody agreeing on a, a basic set of principles, then right. it's easier to tear it apart because yeah. there's nothing that combines us or unites us at all. Yeah. So My paradigm, the net through which I see the world, that my interpretation of the world is all that matters anymore. That's where we're living. Uh, that's where people think. That's the way they think these I'll days. I'll come live in your world then. Exactly. Okay. Right. There's a lot of happy times in my world. There's, <laughs> there's happy times. There's tequila. There's, there's getting sunburned at the beach. Uh, you know, common sense should have told me that I should have put sunblock on my legs too. Because that's probably the whitest part of my I just wasn't feeling sunblock. <laughs> I had the kites in the air, man. I was just kind of floating on the breeze. I, this, I, like, it scares me. It, I mean, it really does. We have a generation that begs to be dominated. They're begging to be dominated. Um, we talk about the founding fathers. We focus on the, we have to go searching for the negatives of the founding mm-hmm. fathers, right? It, it's like we're on this all-out hunt to find out how we can demonize these men when 
they wouldn't be putting up with half the garbage we put <laughs> up with right now, right? I mean, we, we'd already be spilling tea. Yeah. I mean, it would be bad right now. There's no way. Yeah. And so I go online, Tim, and people are like, you should, you, that's not very nice of you. That's not very politician of you. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not trying to appease your feelings. Yeah, let's, let's go back to when actually people were being tarred and feathered. Yeah. Right? The, the British officers who were doing these kind of things, and, and, and we forget that in the midst of one of the muscles that is the most underused in culture today is the muscle of courage, right? People don't have the courage to stand mm-hmm. up and say what is true anymore. They're, they're scared of being canceled. They're scared of offending somebody. Yep. Like we are so past the point of worrying about offending somebody. Now, obviously I could say as, as a, a person of faith, I believe we're supposed to speak the truth in love, right? You should be mm-hmm. loving, but okay. In love, sometimes my parents still beat me, right? <laughs> to keep me from doing something that was going to endanger me, right? I yep. reach toward the fire. You swat that hand. Why? Because you don't want me to burn my hand. Love isn't always what we make out love to be, but but we have to have the courage to stand up and start speaking truth. And yeah, if you look back at the founding fathers, they were not afraid to speak the truth. And if you go and look at the Declaration of Independence, it, kind of a, a fun side note, there's 27 grievances in the declaration. And they said, because the king is doing these 27 things, this is something unanimously they all agreed on. This is why we need to separate from Great Britain. If you read that list today and compare what we are doing in America today, compared to what the king was doing, almost every single grievance we are now embracing because of our president or because of our governors, where they are violating our most basic God-given rights. They're violating almost every single one of the Bill of Rights, Mm. but people have no idea. And so we're just acquiescing to being ruled instead of recognizing that we're supposed to be our own individual rulers and walk in freedom. But we don't have mean tweets. They don't have mean, but he admitted it though. Biden admitted that he was doing that. He said, I'm going to uh, pass, I'm going to do this, um, what is it, the eviction moratorium? Mm-hmm. And he said, who cares about the Constitution? He goes, by the time it gets through the courts, you know, uh, and it's overturned, it'll at least have helped for this amount of time. Like, he, they're blatantly saying right. that they disrespect the Constitution and don't care about yeah. it. We, we got to go to a break, but I just have one simple solution for all of our pansy asses. We should bring back duels. That's what we should do. Like, I have a friend who says the same exact thing. People will not get so offended. Let's just bring back duels, okay? No problem. We'll be right, we'll be right back. The name of the book is The American Story, David and Tim Barton. You guys are going to do more volumes, promise me. Yes, we are. Good. Working on two and three right now. Good. Good stuff. My only complaint is those books aren't long enough. Right? <laughs> I, I, there's so, it's just mm, encapsulated with content. I, I'm telling you, I, I've, I'm a student of this stuff. That's one of the best books I've ever read. And now you get to read it. Yeah, I'm excited. Thank Go you. Go get it. Wallbuilders.com. Um, we're going to get into a ton of stuff. Lisa's with us all week long. Uh, tomorrow, and we're going to do a giveaway tomorrow, uh, Chris. I'm going to ask a trivia question on tomorrow's show. But in order to, you got to answer the trivia question by going and leaving a rating and review where podcasts are offered. And we'll do some, like, some T-shirt giveaways. One of the ratings, uh, one of the reviews we got from Interstate 18. Awesome. Doggone right. Listening every night from Augusta, Georgia. Love Chad, especially when he gets all fired up. Yeah, Augusta, Georgia. You know, that's where I grew up. That's my hometown. Westside High School. Class of 1991. Go Patriots. Ooh, yeah. Patriots. Yeah. Somebody call me racist for that. My high school football team was the Minutemen. Totally racist. And I totally played on it. So totally that was even weird. Wall later. builders. What do you think they catch? <laughs> <laughs> Correct. 
<laughs> well, I mean, my gosh, the Barton family. Wow. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the show, Tim. Glad As always, always welcome. And uh, listen, also, I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you to go to blazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad. It'll give you $10 off your annual subscription of Blaze TV. And uh, try out the new website. And uh, you get that bathing suit with my face on the front of it. Uh, Glenn Beck doesn't have anything like that. Uh, Chad is chadonblaze.com. Got to get used to that, Chris. Chad on Blaze. Stuper Gear gave me that idea, actually. Uh, yeah, right there. Chadonblaze.com. We'll be here tomorrow night, Tuesday. Love you. God bless you. Bye. Thank you.